Thanks for listening to Ask Me Another. More than 40 million Americans speak Spanish and millions more are learning. So for all of you, I'd like to recommend NPR's Radio Ambulante. It's the podcast you hear incredible stories from all over Latin America and across the U.S. Hosted by novelist Danielle Alarcón, Radio Ambulante covers the region like nobody else. Reporting and storytelling in Espanol. Radio Ambulante is on NPR One or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Art, today on Ask Me Another, we're playing a game about the high school musical movies. Your favorite. My favorite. Okay, speed round. Who played the nerdy character Gabriela Montez? Vanessa Hutchins. Yes, who played the mean girl Sharpay Evans? That would be Ashley Tisdale. Of course. And who went on to star in Neighbors and the Baywatch movie? Zac Efron's abs. (laughs) From NPR and WNYC. Coming to you from the Bell House in Verdant, Brooklyn, New York. It's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. Ask me another. I'm puzzle guru Art Chung. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thank you, Art. We have such a great show for you. Four brilliant contestants are backstage waiting to play our nerdy games. They're soaking in the NPR hot tub. But only one of them will be our big winner. And today's special guests won NPR's 2017 Tiny Desk Contest. It's the band Tank and the Bangas. It's got to be so great to win a contest. I have uh, actually, I won one thing in my life as a child. I won Miss Personality in my ballet school. (laughs) It's true. And nothing says you're not going to be a dancer like a Miss Personality Award. <laughs> Let's meet our first two contestants. First up, Matt Dorvel on buzzer number one. You work in content strategy for Major League Baseball. Welcome. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Your opponent is Hudson Krakowski on buzzer number two. You work for a company that makes software for news sites. Welcome. Thank you. Matt and Hudson, the first of you who wins two of our games, will move on to the final round at the end of the show. So get ready to slam your bedroom door and scream into your pillow because we have a trivia game called Parents Just Don't Understand. (laughs) So on the Internet Movie Database, or the IMDB, there's a section called Parents Guide. It helps parents decide whether to give their kids permission to watch a movie or just let the kids watch the movie behind their back. (laughs) So I'm going to read a real description of a movie's risque content. And you need to tell me the name of the movie. Okay, ring in when you know the answer. And here we go. A huge tiger head, it's supposed to be a cave, comes alive and gobbles up a thief who goes inside. The princess is drawn rather seductively (laughs) with a little cleavage and an exposed midriff. And she does flaunt her curvy figure. Matt. Aladdin? Yeah, that's Aladdin. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like this person was really into that Jasmine. (laughs) One of the characters asks another what he's smoking, but he's actually breathing out cold air. (laughs) The scene where the sled crashes could be intense for those who've never seen the movie before. Hudson. Uh, This is a guess, but a Christmas story? Ooh, I like that guess. Um, No, good guess. Not what we were looking for. Matt, can you steal? Cool Runnings? Yeah, Cool Runnings. (laughs) About uh, the Jamaican bobsledding team. My favorite movie. It it is your favorite movie. It is one of my favorite movies. It is one of your favorite movies. (laughs) I cry, I don't know why. A running gag throughout the movie is that people are mesmerized by a repetitive and poorly written TV show in which a man can't find his pants and walks around in what appears to be thong underwear, of course, being made of toys. The man has no genitalia. Hudson. Toy Story? (laughs) That is a good possibility. (laughs) Not what we are looking for here. (laughs) But an excellent guess. Matt, can you steal? Um, Toy Story 2. <laughs> I don't know what character was walking around in a thong in either of those, but I like thinking about it. We were looking for the Lego movie. Ah. Mm-hmm. 
A man and a woman talk about their sexual problem. Alvy puts a lobster in a cooking utensil and closes the lid. Played mostly for comic effect. <laughs> Matt. Um, that's Annie Hall. That is correct, yeah. What young kids are asking to watch Annie Hall? <laughs> Here's your next one. The concept of a pregnant man may be confusing to children. There is also a dream sequence where Arnold imagines what his baby would look like. The scene is deeply disturbing, frightening, and may scare, even mentally scar, children or even adults for that matter. <laughs> Matt. Junior. Junior is correct. <laughs> and then as a parent, you get to say that man was elected of, as governor of California. <laughs> Here's your last clue. The bad guys burn themselves, fall on stuff, etc. They step on spikes and ornaments that hurt their feet while wearing no shoes or socks. They slip on ice and get hit with a paint can, intense and quite frightening. Hudson. Home Alone. Home Alone is correct. <laughs> All right, Puzzleger Archung, how did our contestants do? Matt, well done. You're one step closer to our final round. Next, we'll play an audio quiz about famous people who sing, but maybe shouldn't. <laughs> But first, let's check in with our contestants. Matt, so as someone who works for Major League Baseball, do you ever get great tickets to, like, a World Series? You know, I should have. It's just, it's sad that my team made it to the World Series right before I came on to Major League Baseball, and my team's the San Francisco Giants. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but no other World Series would do for you, or...? <laughs> Um, no, I, I got to see the Mets when they played the Giants, which was rather exciting in the wildcard game, yeah. which we won, uh, which was great. Yeah. Uh, I, it's sad to say that to this New York audience, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it was, it was really excellent. And so every now and again, when the Mets or the Yankees make it, we get to go, which is pretty great. Okay, very good. Excellent. Hudson, when you were 23, you traveled across the U.S. by Greyhound bus for six weeks. Was this by choice? <laughs> Kind of. Kind of. Uh, I bought a one-way plane ticket to San Francisco and decided I didn't want to live there and just went back uh, the, the long way for six weeks. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so would you say the other passengers on the Greyhound bus were also running away from things? Probably. Uh, there yeah? were a lot of interesting characters, so yeah. Were there really? <laughs> yeah. Did you become friends with any of them? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is an audio quiz called... Don't quit your day job. We're going to play clips of famous people singing. The twist is, these people are not famous for singing. But when you're a celebrity, the whole world is your personal karaoke lounge, isn't it? All you have to do is identify the singer, okay? Matt, you won the last game, so win this, and you go straight to the final round. Hudson, you need to win this, or you'll receive a free night in a karaoke room but the microphone has no reverb. <laughs> All right, here we go. Who's this actor and Illinois native leading Wrigley Field in this rendition of Take Me Out to the Ball Game during the 2016 World Series? A one, a two, a three. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the Matt. That's Bill Murray. Oh, you're so excited. Uh, watch that game. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't get tickets, though. It was really hard to get tickets to that game. And was this a stunt that anyone knew about beforehand? Well, they didn't tell me how it worked. <laughs> I think he sounded pretty good. All right, guess who sang this 1984 song called Treat Your Mother Right? Mother, there is no other like mother. Right. <laughs> uh, Puzzleger Archung, I think they might need a hint. I think so. How about a, I pity the fool who doesn't get this clue? Hudson? Uh, uh, Mr. T. Yeah, Mr. T. That was part of a motivational video called Be Somebody or Be Somebody's Fool. <laughs> <laughs> which was aimed at children and addressed issues such as peer pressure, self-confidence, and friendship. 
dig the vocal stylings of this 2016 presidential candidate singing a song called American Dream. Hudson, you knew this from the second it started. I did. Jill Stein. Jill Stein is correct. Yeah. Putting the fringe and fringe candidate, Jill Stein, <laughs> was in a band called Somebody Sister. They're still searching. <laughs> uh, which released a couple of albums in the 1990s. All right, we've got a few more. Check out the pipes on this former U.S. senator and attorney general. Let the eagle soar like she's never soared before. <laughs> Matt. That's John Ashcroft? That is John Ashcroft, yeah. Yeah. I know, I'm impressed. Even the eagle's trying to distance him- himself from that song. And finally, remember this guy? So in love. Hudson. Barack Obama. Yeah. That is correct. Does anyone else feel like that happened 157 years ago? All right, Puzzleger, Archung, how did our contestants do? Well done, Hudson. You've tied it up, so we're going to a quick game three. All right, Hudson and Matt, I'm going to give you a category, and you'll go back and forth, naming things that fall into that category. The first contestant to mess up will be eliminated. Buzz in to answer first. Here's your category. I'm looking for the eight countries that won the most gold medals at the 2016 Summer Olympic Games. Hudson, you're first. China. China was number three with 26 medals. Matt. United States. United States, number one, 46 medals. Hudson. Russia. Russia, number four. Matt. Brazil? No, I'm sorry, Brazil <laughs> only had seven. The other answers were France, Germany, Japan, South Korea, and Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Matt, we're sorry to see you go. Hudson, you're headed to the final round. Coming up, we'll find out who will face off against Hudson in our final round at the end of the show, and I'll quiz the band Tank of the Bangas about their love of Disney films, and find out if winning the Tiny Desk Contest opened them up to a whole new world. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Juice Beauty, whose founder, Karen Benke, believes that women shouldn't have to choose between their beauty and their health. Juice Beauty is radically transforming the chemistry of beauty with luxurious, high-performance skincare and vibrant plant pigment makeup formulated with antioxidant-rich certified organic ingredients. Every organic drop feeds your skin. Find your clean skincare and makeup solution by signing up for emails on juicebeauty.com ask and enjoy a special offer with your first order. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Helix, where one test can provide a lifetime of personal insights from nutrition and fitness to family planning and entertainment. At Helix.com, discover a marketplace of DNA-powered products and find out what your DNA can tell you. Helix, crack your code. This is Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. I'm puzzle guru Art Chung. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thank you, Art. Before the break, our contestant Hudson won their way to the final round at the end of the show. We'll find out a little later who they will face off against. But first, our special guests are the winners of NPR's Tiny Desk Contest. And here to help me introduce them is NPR Music's own Bob Boylan. Everybody. Hey, Bob. So this year, 2017 Tiny Desk, how uh, many submissions did you get? 6,600 from all 50 states. 
Wow, okay. And what is it about Tank the Bangas that made them the unanimous winner? Just, there's so much life there, and there's great music, and there's poetry. It takes care of the head, because it's a lot of thinking. It takes care of the bottom and the feet, because there's lots of dancing, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it does all those things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it was just like, this is the one. It just kept coming up again and again. And you hear the words around the office, did you see the tank of the bass? Oh, yeah. 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 That cool. happened. Bob, I think uh, we should meet them, We right? all did good, right? Yeah. We did great. Let's welcome to the stage from Tank the Bangas, Tank Ball, and Albert Allenback. Wow. That's amazing. Well, hello. Hello, hey. Tank. Hello, Albert. Hey. <laughs> Congratulations. Now, I heard, Tank, that you almost didn't enter this contest. What? I never said that. <laughs> All right, you're right. <laughs> you're right. What, what happened? I just did not think that um, we would win because there were so many people that, was, that entered. But um, my best friend pushed it, and um, <laughs> I'm so thankful that she did. Yeah. What was the call like? Received the call and really had an unreal, surreal, extremely excited moment of unbelief. It would really do, like, for real, like, for real, like one of those. Yeah. I was shocked at my own shock. <laughs> right, you're like, even I can't believe that I can't believe, right? Because, you know, you win this, uh, and all of a sudden, people go crazy for your music, and your 2013 studio album, Think Tank, goes to number one on the iTunes R&B soul music album track. Because this contest also creates this illusion that you're an overnight success. But the truth is, you guys have been a hard-working band for a while and have done amazing things. You've been on magazine covers, uh, you've won awards. So do you like this myth that you're an overnight success or do you want people to know, no, you were busting your butt for years making it happen and you know, being a professional artist? It's literally a mix between knowing that you've been a running, athletic racehorse slash <laughs> people thinking that you're a mystical unicorn. Right. I like to be both, so I'm a reindeer. <laughs> Let's hear the song you won the Tiny Desk Contest with. This is Quick. Shake it from left to right. 
I am not the sea, I am the ocean. I am not the water, I am the well. A big mouth beaded black girl in the back of the class. I got a double dutch dance, an A-wall glance, and even my neck dance. I am insistent when I ride on. But what is a rim to a car when I am the shotgun house with the roof going? Like a New Orleans warrior with a fist full of holy water. Been dripping since I got here. Don't know where I've been, but I've been here. Don't know where it starts, but it begins here. For I am that bomb in Gilead. A doer of what I say. The wisdom in Solomon. The price of being great. It was a life led by fear, or a life led by faith. I think, damn, I wanna be like Harriet. You wanna be like Harriet? I wanna be like Harriet. I wanna be bravery running through the woods with nothing but aim and mark. I got a shotgun. I got a shotgun with nothing but aim and heart. Been searching for something I only can find in the dark. Got a machine gun for a home and a compass for a heart. That's why I don't know where I've been, but I've been here. I don't know where it starts, but it begins here. I live my life with no fear. So that was pretty amazing. Tank, I read that you said that your life really started after the storm, uh, being Hurricane Katrina, of course. What did you mean by that? When you grow up in a New Orleans school and you wear these uniforms, you begin to think uniformly as well. Um, the fact that I was um, able to leave, it was the, the most amazing, most horrible thing that could ever have happened to a senior student. When it changed my life, I was able to literally redefine whoever I wanted to be because no one knew who I was. And um, I was able to dress however I wanted to dress. And um, I had to wear my personality on my sleeve because I needed friends. You need friends. Don't let anyone fool you. You need people to support you and, and love you and accept you. You need those people. Okay. Clap it up for friends. I have great friends. Um, so I met these people, and, and I came back to New Orleans after that. Poetry changed my life once again. And, and after I, we, I was done with that, I, that's when I met the band. That's, that's how my life changed. So you were in the slam poetry scene, but then you decided, I want to go in a different direction. I thought it was best to leave the game a champion. <laughs> <laughs> Lead a game a champ. So very early, we put all our money together and got an RV and was on the road. That was the dumbest, bravest, greatest decision ever. I don't know why we did it, but that was, cause that thing is the gas guzzler. It took all the gas. Right. But it let us know that with the support of friends and true community, that you could really move. Yeah. And that's what we did. In that RV, we moved all around. <laughs> and how long were you in that RV? We was in there for maybe two weeks. Okay. That was enough. Yeah. That's enough. Now, the sound of Tank and the Bangas, I don't know what most people associate with a band from New Orleans, but you guys cross a lot of genres. Uh, you've described it as soulful Disney, which I love. But can you tell me more about that? We have discovered a lot of music along the way. We see no need, no reason to not include that in what we do because we love all kinds of music. And since I am the creator of the writer of a lot of the music, I happen to watch Disney for a long time. Mm. Those were the soundtracks that got my heart pumping. Okay, well, very good because, Tank, we know that you're a big fan of Disney movies. So we've actually crafted a game for you and Albert called Disney Feud. I'm afraid. Oh, Lord. I'm going to give you the title of a Disney movie, and you're going to buzz in and tell me the most popular song from that movie. Oh, my according God. According to the number of plays on Spotify. Okay. Oh, my God. All right. Okay. Oh, my God. If you guess the number one song, you get the point. But if you guess a less popular song, your opponent can steal by naming a song that's higher in the chart. Oh, my God. Buzz in to answer first. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Here we go. It's going to go great. We're here for you. Okay. Name the most popular song from 
The Little Mermaid. Tank. A Whole New World. Little Mermaid. Under the Sea. That is the most popular song, yes. <laughs> Can I object? I'm nervous. Shut up, Albert. To, you, to, you to where the nothing. first song title you know came nothing. from. So what movie is A Whole New World from? That's from Aladdin, actually. All right, give me my point. Where's my point? No, stop being so You're self-righteous. I feel like I've been in two weeks of an RV with you right now. <laughs> Name the most popular song from Frozen. Albert. He's got Let It Go. Let It Go is correct, yeah. I knew that one. Beauty and the Beast animated version. Tank. I'm going to be so wrong, Jesus. Be our guest. An excellent song, very, very high. But there is one that is more popular. Lord. Albert, can you steal? It. It's the one where they're in, they're in the ballroom and that old woman, and she's... You know, she... Oh, my she, God. And she's, Tale as old as time. You know, well, hold on. Let's see what it's called first. So... But I know it's not old woman teacup sings to anthropomorphic... Like porcupine. Albert, I want you to say the most obvious thing you can think of. Is it called Beauty and the Beast? It is. Okay. Thank you. Thank God. All right. How about Mulan? Albert, very quick and excited. Uh, Is it it the one with the, they're running around with the rice sack? Oh my God. That's uh, not the uh, name uh, of the song. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, no, it's the one with Christina Aguilera. She's looking in the water. Uh, uh, that's all I can say. Okay. She's looking in the water. My reflection. Uh, uh, when will I be the reflection I saw? I'm Mulan. The song is called Reflection, but it is not the most popular. <laughs> there is one that is more popular. Is that is it the Make the Man Out of You one? It is. This is your last clue. Pinocchio. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Albert. Is that When You Wish Upon a Star comes from? Nope. Is that with Jiminy Cricket? Is that the same movie? Nope. I would like a definitive answer. I, I'll say that. I, I'm not really. Yeah, When You Wish Upon a Star. That final answer. That is correct. That is correct. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> That's correct. Hey. Yep. Puzzle Chung. how did our special guest contestants, who are not competitive with each other at all, <laughs> How did they do? What a close yet confusing game. <laughs> Congratulations, Albert. You won and asked oh my another really cute. Thanks to Tankball and Albert. Alan back from Tank the Bangos. Our next two contestants will play our favorite guessing game, This, That, or The Other. Let's meet them. First up, Cassie Wood on buzzer number one. Welcome. You're using theater to teach sex education for your thesis project. I am, yeah. Cool. Very cool. Your opponent is Eva Mimran on buzzer number two. You're a primary school music teacher. Welcome. Remember, Cassie and Eva, the first of you who wins two of our games will move on to the final round at the end of the show. Let's go to your first game. Cassie, what's the most angsty teen thing you did? Um, once I wrote an entire diary entry, and then a week later, um, like, engraved the word lies over it. (laughs) (laughs) Eva, what's the most angsty teen thing you did? I remember asking my dad to take me to the mall to buy, um, the Jagged Little Pill album by Alanis Morissette, and he told me that it was angry girl music, and he wouldn't bring me. So I got it anyway, but... Yeah, so yeah, one of my favorites. <laughs> You're going to play this, that, or the other, the Troubled Teens edition. The game is easy. I'm going to give you a phrase. You tell me which of three categories it fits into, and today's categories are titles of old ABC after-school specials, songs from the high school musical trilogy, or taglines used to advertise men's grooming products. You don't need buzzers for this game. We'll go back and forth. And the winner will be one step closer to moving on to the final round at the end of the show. Here we go. Cassie, me and my hormones. ABC after school special. It is absolutely an after school special. 
Uh, I do like the idea of that being a men's grooming product. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> Eva, the boys are back. Uh, a high school musical? Yes, that is a high school musical song. <laughs> Cassie, how dirty boys get clean. Oh, that's a, that's a men's product thing, isn't it? It's yes. like Axe or something? Yes, that's a tagline for Axe men's shower gel. <laughs> yeah. Eva, find your magic. Also a men's grooming product? It sure is. <laughs> this was Axe growing up. 2016 ad campaign encouraged men to shed traditional notions of masculinity. <laughs> But they wanted you to embrace your individual sense of how to be a man. I think every guy knows where he thinks his magic is. <laughs> Cassie, mm -hmm. A Night to Remember. That's High School Musical. It is High School Musical song. Yeah. Eva, The Great Love Experiment. After School ABC special. You guys are so good, that is correct. <laughs> That was Jennifer Grey and Tracy Poland in this 1984 special that follows teenagers as they give a personality makeover to a timid girl. Oh. Yeah. All right, Puzziger Archung, I know the answer to this, but how did our contestants do? They got them all right, so we're going to a tiebreaker. Here's your tiebreaker clue. Get your head in the game. Cassie. High School Musical. That is correct, Cassie. Well done. You're one step closer to moving on to our final round. If your idea of the perfect scent is a mixture of open library books and gourmet donuts, you should be a contestant on our show. Go to amatickets.org to learn more. Coming up, geography and food come together in a way that hasn't been since I dropped an atlas in a bowl of mashed potatoes. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. A quick shout out to one of our sponsors who brings you this message, Casper, a sleep brand that offers obsessively engineered mattresses featuring Casper's supportive memory foam for just the right sink and bounce. Casper understands the importance of truly sleeping on a mattress before you commit. So try Casper for 100 nights, risk-free in your own home, and if you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund you everything. Get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com another and use the promo code another. Hey, thanks for listening. Start your day tomorrow with Up First, the morning news podcast from NPR. Apple podcast reviewer Eve Bethel calls it concise and comprehensive. I listen to Up First every morning on my walk to work. It gives me a great summary of the top news stories during the day and the upcoming week. Wake up with Up First tomorrow morning on the NPR One app and wherever you listen to podcasts. This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm puzzle guru Art Chung. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thank you, Art. Before our break, we met our contestants, Cassie and Eva. In this game, you have to help me remember what I ate and where I ate it, because wherever I go, I only eat foods that rhyme with my geographic location. <laughs> For an example, let's go to our puzzle guru, Art Chung. Makes total sense. <laughs> So if Ophira said, I ate a spiral-cut honey-baked while getting baked in the capital of the Netherlands, you'd answer, you ate ham in Amsterdam. Cassie, you won the last game, so you win this, and you're in the final round. Eva, you need to win this, or you have to hitchhike around Europe with a Parisian who only believes in herbal deodorant. <laughs> Here we go. I ate some stringy pasta while on safari in a huge African ecosystem. Cassie. You ate, oh no, you ate linguine in, no, I don't think you ate linguine. Maybe you ate linguine? I don't, and I don't know. Eva, do you have a guess? You ate spaghetti in the Serengeti? I sure did. I ate an English meat dish with a mashed potato crust while visiting the city that contains the world's largest building. Cassie. You ate shepherd's pie in Dubai. Yeah, that's right. 
I ate a famously fancy dessert of oven-heated ice cream layered with cake and toasted meringue while cheering on the corn huskers. Eva. You ate baked Alaska and Nebraska? Yeah. Impressive. Is this not impressive? This is impressive. I ate an aquatic plant whose bitter leaves are often used in salad while monster hunting in this infamous Scottish lake. Cassie. You ate watercress in Loch Ness. I sure did. That is one artisanal monster. <laughs> I had a pepperoni slice at some Mayan ruins on the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico. Eva. You ate Hormel in Cozumel? I love that you just did that. That is not what we're looking for. Are there any Mayan ruins in Cozumel? You just took the game up. To the point where we, we have to go to our phones. Do you understand? Yeah. <laughs> Art right now is on MayanRuin.com. I'm on TripAdvisor. TripAdvisor. <laughs> so we've established that there are Mayan ruins on Cozumel. So we're going to give it to you. When we said pepperoni slice, we were looking for pizza. Pizza, yeah. Oh. As in you ate pizza right. in Chichen Itza. But you did us one better. This is your last clue. I took the big doughy spheres out of a traditional Jewish soup and ate them while riding in a barrel on the Canadian-U.S. border. Doughy spheres out of a traditional Jewish soup. Eva. It's matzah balls in... Relax, relax, audience, relax. (laughs) I know, I know. Take it in, take a moment. Eva, can you finish the sentence? Um, in Montreal. Matzo ball in Montreal. I'm sorry. ball in Montreal. In this case, I'm going to see if Cassie can steal. Is it matzo balls in Niagara Falls? That is correct, yeah. <laughs> Riding in a barrel. Puzzler Archung, how did our contestants do? We have another tie. Here we go. <laughs> I enjoyed this chocolate mint candy that shares its name with a penis character in the third most populous city in Ohio. Cassie. You had peppermint patties in Ohio? Uh, Peppermint patties in... I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Eva, Uh, can you steal? Peppermint patties in Cincinnati. That is correct. So, Eva, you've tied it up at one game apiece, so we're going to a quick game three. Here we go. I'm going to give you a category, and you go back and forth, naming things that fall in that category. First contestant to mess up will be eliminated. Buzz in to answer first. Here's your category. Name the six categories in which the Nobel Prize is awarded. Cassie, you're first. Physics. Correct. Eva. Literature. Correct. Cassie. Chemistry. Correct. Three more. Eva. Politics? No, I'm sorry. We're looking for economics, medicine, and peace. So, Eva, I'm sorry. We say goodbye. Cassie, you're headed to the final round. While Hudson and Cassie get ready for the final round, it's time for us to play a game called The Wisdom of the Crowd. It's based on a classic experiment that maybe you did in school. The teacher holds up a jar of jelly beans. Each student guesses how many there are in the jar. And even though some individuals have terrible guesses, when you average everyone's guesses together, you get very close to the correct answer. So, speaking of jelly beans, our guest contestant is Jelly Joseph, vocalist from Tank and the Bangas. Now, your nickname, Jelly, did you have that before you became part of the band? Is it a childhood nickname? Yes, this has been with me for a long time. My, My birth name is Angelica, so everybody calls me Jelly. I like it. What's your favorite jelly bean? 
um, Starburst jelly beans, whatever they got. <laughs> now, you actually were a contestant on American Idol and made Jennifer Lopez cry. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? Oh my God. It was a great experience though. I was, I was probably the oldest girl on American Idol at the time. I was 27 at the time. Everybody else was like 18, 19. Yeah. But it was, it was cool. Jennifer Lopez is the sweetest, most down to earth, earth woman I've ever met in my life, so yeah. And so when you left, she freaked out and said, this is a mistake. A little, yeah, she freaked out a little bit, but you know, it's good TV. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right, it's right. just yeah, you know, entertainment, yeah. entertainment. Good entertainment. You know, we talk. <laughs> All right, so uh, this is a fun game, Jelly. You have to determine whose wisdom you trust more: a recent live audience poll we did here at the Bell House, or the wisdom of puzzle guru Art Chung. <laughs> here we go. So, Art. Yes. According to the website Five Thirty Eight, how many billion humans have ever been born? I know there's around seven billion people right now, uh, and. I've heard that it seems like most of the, all the people who are ever alive are alive now. So I'm going to say it's like more than 7 billion, but not like 100 billion. I'm going to go... <laughs> Good. I, okay. I'm doing this scientifically. I'm going to go 28 billion. Okay. Art Chung says 28 billion people have ever been born. Our audience thinks the answer is 348 billion. <laughs> a little bit of a discrepancy. That, so so who great. do you want to go with? Art Chung at 28 billion or the audience 348 billion? This is a tough one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with you, Art. Thanks. I'm, I'm going to see what's up. We'll yep. Me I'm too. Gonna see what's up. Well, guess what? That was a good idea because the answer is 108 billion. Ah, wow. So technically, Puzzleger Art Chung was the closest. <laughs> All right, Art, how many Billy bookcases did IKEA? Yeah sell last wow. year. Only wow. two of them were to me. <laughs> well, there's seven billion people on the planet. Yeah. Uh, uh, and also, like, how many bookcases do you need to buy? I mean, I guess they do fall apart. They do, yeah. But, uh, if they're exposed to water or air. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say there's uh, 10 million people graduating college every year. <laughs> you, are, you are good at this. And they're, they all need a couple of bookcases. Yeah. I'm going to go 20 million. 20 million. <laughs> Our audience thinks the answer is 10,303,177. Good answer. <laughs> so basically, roughly 20 million says art. The audience says 10 million and change. Who do you think is closer? I like change. I'm going to go with 10 million and change. Mm. Yeah. The answer is 6.2 million. So you are correct again. I'm good at this. Y'all got to call me back. Here's the final one, Jelly. According to National Geographic, approximately how many quills does a porcupine have? Ooh. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm going to pretend a porcupine's like a basketball. Yeah. And as we all know, the surface area of a basketball is 4 pi r. Squared. Yeah, we so, all know. We all know that. We all know that. Sure. Yep. So, so let's say a porcupine's like a 12-inch basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that Just times that by yeah, 3.14 so squared. You're yeah. cool. Radius is 6. So 36 times 4 is 144 times pi. Let's say 3. So let's go uh, four, 400-something square inches. That's, Wait, all, that's all I got. Okay. So, so then let's say, I mean, I've never held a porcupine, but I feel like there's probably like 20 like, per, per quills per square inch. Okay. Right? Like, I, it's not I, like one. I love this. You can just say a number at I'm any gonna, time. Yeah. I'm going to go 8,000. 8,000. Right. That's big. Is that a lot? You no, no. something else. Yes, I like it. 8,000. Maybe okay. I didn't carry the one. <laughs> <laughs> Our audience thinks the answer is 113,000. Okay. 157. Who's closer? All right, so I would have said 1,000. Mm-hmm, okay. That's just what I would have said. Sure. You got to go with me, then. All right. I guess I go with Art. So here's the deal. I'm wrong. Go. The answer is 30,000. So wow. Art's technically closer oh. once again. Oh. Jelly, technically right. you are so wise. I am the wisest. You got them all correct. Man. Uh, well done. Give it up Thank for you. Jelly Joseph, everybody. 
Okay, Jelly, let's bring back the rest of Tank of the Bangas for one more song. time to crown our big winner. Let's bring back our finalist, Hudson Krakowski, who traveled across the country on a Greyhound bus, and Cassie Wood, who as a teenager lied to her own diary. <laughs> Puzzleger Archung, take it away. Hudson and Cassie, your final round is called AHA. Every answer contains the letters A-H-A in consecutive order somewhere in the answer, and sometimes the letters might straddle the beginning and ends of words. So, for example, if I said, Aston Kutcher replaced Charlie Sheen on this CBS sitcom, you'd answer, two and a half men. <laughs> We're playing this round like a penalty shootout. You'll each get up to eight questions. The contestant who scores the most points will be our big winner. Your prize is an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube and copies of Tank and Abanga's album's Think Tank and The Big Bang Theory, signed by the band. <laughs> we rolled a 20-sided die backstage, and Hudson is going first. Here we go. Hudson. Japanese musical instrument company whose logo is three overlapping tuning forks. Yamaha. That is correct. Cassie, in Moby Dick, he's the captain of the Pequod. A Captain Ahab. Correct. Hudson, axe like tool or long range missile whose name comes from an Algonquin word. Tomahawk. That is correct. Cassie, these Nabisco snacks look like cute little bears that you can bite the heads off of. Teddy grams? That is correct. Hudson, this West Coast NFL team won the Super Bowl in 2014. Uh, let's see. Three uh, seconds. The footballers. <laughs> I'm sorry, we were looking for the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> Cassie, in Africa, it's the largest hot desert in the world. The Sahara. Correct. Hudson, she won an Emmy for playing Blanche Devereaux on The Golden Girls. Rue McClanahan. That is correct. Cassie, the title of one of her comedy books begins, Are You There, Vodka? It's Me. Oh. Oh, no. Three seconds. I know this. I know it. I don't know it. No. <laughs> <laughs> we were looking for Chelsea Handler. Yep. Yep. Okay. <laughs> we're at the halfway point. The game is tied at three points each. Hudson, the singer known as the queen of gospel and civil rights leader who performed before Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech. Three seconds. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, we're looking for Mahalia Jackson. Uh. Cassie, Olympic figure skater who was permanently banned from competition after a plot against Nancy Kerrigan. Uh, um, Three seconds. Uh, some, it's... Sharapova. I don't know. No. We were looking for Tanya Harding. There you go. Hudson, last name of the Michael, formerly of Live with Kelly and Michael. Michael Strahan? That is correct. Cassie, she got an Oscar nomination for starring in Frida. Beans of the Ness. No. Three seconds. Don't have it? I don't think so. We were looking for Salma Hayek. Oh, I did have it. I just didn't trust myself. We're on to the last question for each of you. Hudson, you're in the lead. 
in the Shawshank Redemption, Andy Dufresne had a poster of this classic actress on his cell wall. Oh my god, oh my god. That's what the book is called. Something, something, and the Shawshank Redemption. <sighs> Three seconds. Something, something. <laughs> <laughs> we were looking for Rita Hayworth. <sighs> Cassie, you need this to stay in the game. Okay. She played Sarah Connor in the first two Terminator movies. Oh, God. I don't have anything left. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> we were looking for Linda Hamilton. That means, Hudson, congratulations. You're our winner. Congratulations, Hudson. And that's our show. Ask Me Another's Puzzle Guru is Art Chung. Hey, my name anagrams to Narc Thug. Our puzzles were written by Andrew Kane, Sean Kennedy, Carol Lee, Danielle Thompson, and senior writer J. Keith Van Stratton. Ask Me Another's produced by Mike Katzeff, Travis Larchuk, Julie Melfi, Danny Shin, and Ramel Wood, along with Steve Nelson and Anya Grunman. We are recorded by Bill Moss, Noriko Okabe, Jeff O'Neill, Nate Kinsella, and Josh Rogerson. Ask Me Another was created by Eric Newsom and Jesse Baker. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, the Bell House. Hot Heel Blues. And our production partner, WNYC. I'm Haripe Begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Hey, Orlando, it's Jonathan Colton. Look out, Universal. Ask Me Another is headed to Hard Rock Live. Join us for a live taping on October 19th. 90.7 WMFE is your exclusive home for the best seats in the house. Call 1-800-785-2020 or visit WMFE.org. Next on Ask Me Another, Jonathan Colton leads a musical parody game where we rewrote Fleetwood Mac lyrics to make them about people and things with Mac in them. Will a contestant win in a landslide? Or will this game feel like an albatross? Plus, we're joined by a mystery guest with a very interesting secret. So join me, Ophira Eisenberg, on NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia.